This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM hyperchannel for Friday, May 16th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today. George Takei dishes on his favorite TOS episode and Star Trek 2016, and Christian Gasset talks Red Star and Star Trek Axanar. First up, hot off the heels of news that Roberto Orsi will direct the next Star Trek film, the Washington Post played four questions with the original Hikaru Sulu, George Takei, in which Takei dishes on his favorite original series episode and shares his thoughts on the rebooted Abramsverse. It's a two minute video from the Washington Post's Post TV called Oh My! Four Questions with George Takei. The first question is What is your favorite episode? And Takei says his favorite episode is, not surprisingly, The Naked Time, because he got to show off his swashbuckling prowess. Now, there are a lot of stories about this episode and what happened on the set when it was filmed. And it was quite an interesting episode to say the least.、Um, if I remember correctly, I believe that William Shatner talks a bit about this episode in his book, Star Trek Memories, which is a great book, by the way. If you haven't read it, you definitely should. There's an audio version as well that you can get at Audible. And the audio version is great because it's actually narrated by William Shatner. And, you know, it's really him telling you the story. So, It doesn't get much better than that. Anyway, the second question that they asked George Takei was What is the best thing about being on Star Trek? And his answer was his colleagues. He talked about how they've become such close friends over the years, and how Walter Koenig was the best man, and Michelle Nichols was the best lady at his wedding. Next up, they asked What is the Star Trek character you miss most? And Takei said Spock. And he really praised Leonard Nimoy's portrayal of the Vulcan, saying that Leonard really made Spock compelling, enigmatic, and intriguing. And I very much have to agree with George Takei on this one. The last question was What is your take on the future of Star Trek? And I, I guess the question it sounds like where do you think the franchise is going in the future? It's kind of open ended. Of course, this is right off the heels of news, as I said, that Roberto Orsi will be directing the next film. And so it was taken, of course, as a question about the rebooted Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, which we call the Abrams verse around here on the network. Some people call it the J.J. verse. What George Takei had to say echoed what we hear from a number of actors from the Prime Timeline series, shall we call them? TOS, TNG, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. And he said that the thing about the original Star Trek is that it, it tackled big issues and it made them engaging and dramatic and thought provoking. And he feels that while the rebooted version has been a great action adventure, it's really lacked those qualities of the original. Now, that's of course open to debate. I'm Pretty much in agreement with George Takei myself. I do think if you really dig down deep, especially in Into Darkness, you can find a number of elements that are in keeping with Gene Roddenberry's vision and what Star Trek's always been about. But certainly, it's the, the action 
really uh, comes to the forefront. And, you know, part of that's because it's a film. Uh, you know, Star Trek needs to be a television series. It's hard to really to get as introspective as many of us want Star Trek to be when you only have two hours to work with once every four years. So that's what he said about it. Uh, you know, again, it's this is a an argument that fans will have. Many fans agree, and many fans think that the Abrams verse gets a bad rap. No matter what you think, George Takei said that he hopes that Roberto Orsi will bring back those qualities. And many people listening, if if social media is any gauge, probably are saying, what? I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think that it's better for us to have the franchise in the hands of someone who is a diehard Star Trek fan as opposed to someone who doesn't know Trek. Uh, if you remember, one of the last times, possibly the last time, at least in a film, was in the hands of someone who really didn't know Trek. We got Star Trek Nemesis. And what happened there is that the wedding scene between Riker and Troy, something that fans had been waiting for for all those years, almost ended up on the cutting room floor. So thank goodness it didn't. But no, I agree. Let's keep it in the hands of someone who knows Trek. And we'll see what Orsi does with it. But those were George Takei's thoughts on it. Anyway, we'll put a link on the show page for this episode of Hyper Channel if you'd like to go over to the Washington Post website and watch the two-minute video and, and hear directly from George Takei what he has to say. Now, in news about Star Trek and beyond, Christian Gasset talks Red Star and Star Trek Axanar. This was in an interview on comicbookresources.com, and Christian Gossett is an artist, and he did a, a very popular series called The Red Star. It was kind of a groundbreaking comic series, in fact, back in 2000. And also at the moment, how this ties into Star Trek, is Christian is directing Alec Peters' independent film, Star Trek Axanar. Now, the short prelude to Axanar, which uh, gets you ready for the actual film, which will be coming next just completed shooting last week, and Comic Book Resources asked Christian a bit about Axanar, and Christian pointed out that while this is a fan film, the name is is kind of misleading. Now, I've had Alec and also Richard Hatch, who Battlestar Galactica fans know as Apollo, and in the rebooted as Tom Zarek, on a couple of our shows on Continuing Mission, that was just Alec, and then on Matterstream with both Alec and Richard, and they really filled us in on Axanar. And what this film is, is it is it tells the story of Garth. If you remember Garth of Izar, Captain Garth, from the TOS episode, Whom Gods Destroy. It's set during the four years of war between the Klingon Empire and the Federation. And this is a famous battle. I say famous, it's not something we really saw on screen, but it's something referred to in the lore and in the canon, and it, it almost tore the Federation apart. And Garth's victory at the Battle of Axanar is what solidified the Federation and allowed it to become the entity that we know in Kirk's time. So this is a really nice project that they're working on, and the cast is is stellar. Richard Hatch, who I already mentioned, plays Karn, the Klingon Supreme Warlord. J.G. Hertzler plays the Starfleet Captain Sam Travis, and of course fans know J.G. Hertzler primarily, as General Martok on Deep Space Nine. Tony Todd is there. He is playing Admiral Ramirez, 
Kate Vernon from Battlestar Galactica is playing Captain Sonia Alexander, and Gary Graham is reprising the role of Vulcan Ambassador Saval from Enterprise. Now, executive producer Alec Peters is playing the role of Captain Garth, and he has played this role before in two episodes of Star Trek Phase Two: New Voyages, Going Boldly, and The Protracted Man. Garth is Alec's favorite character from TOS, uh, at least, you know, beyond the main cast there. And uh, so he really wanted to tell this story about Captain Garth. Now, you can keep up with the latest on this by visiting their website at StarTrekAxenar.com. The other part of this story with Christian Gossett is about the Red Star. And what's happening here is IDW is collecting Gossett's series in a treasury edition. As I mentioned a moment ago, this debuted back in 2000, and the Red Star is a magic-infused alternate reality inspired by Russian folklore that is being torn apart by war. And the Treasury Edition contains the 2002 story Run, Makita Run, and 2013's Rapid Fire, along with more. In the interview, Gossett talks about the inspiration that led him to base the Red Star in a mythical version of Russia, also the creative process for the Red Star, and the potential for a future TV or film adaptation. So if you're a comic fan, again, the Red Star, it's not Star Trek, but uh, Christian is is very steeped in Star Trek. As I said, he's directing Axanar, which they do go into in this interview as well on Comic Book Resources. And, you know, the artwork and the story and all of the Red Star is really fantastic. So you should check that out as well. We'll put a link on the show page to the article over there on Comic Book Resources. And you can go read the full interview. Now, we do have a network update for you, and it's kind of a big one. It's Friday, which means Enterprise, and a look at the creative work of those who brought us Star Trek. First up, in this week's episode of Warp 5, our Enterprise show, Suzanne Abbott joins me to put a romantic spin on Enterprise as we discuss Archer's loves from his days in flight school all the way through to Captain Hernandez of the NXO2 Columbia. We also talk about captains from all of the Star Trek series and how Trek has generally shied away from any sort of serious relationships for their captains. Of course, Cisco is the exception to that. On commentary Trek stars, Mike and Max continue their series on the work of Larry Nemechek with a look at the Next Generation Companion. Now, we also have a third show for you today, and that is The Orb. Our Deep Space Nine show normally drops on Wednesdays, but we had a delayed release this week. But the show is out now today, and Matthew Rushing and I sit down and we bring you a follow-up to Mother's Day as we discuss Quark and Rom's mother, Ishka, better known as Moogie. Now, I, I can hear you right now. You're saying, oh my gosh, it's a Ferengi episode, and it's Moogie? Are you serious? Well, give us a listen. I think you'll enjoy the show Uh, We talk about how DS9 had the lobes, shall we say, to take on a discussion of women's rights, which was, you know, probably the deepest discussion that we've seen in Star Trek, certainly the most ongoing one. Also, how how Ishka influenced Rom and Quark as their mother and how it helped bring out things about Quark's character. And uh, we also talk about, you know, how the DS9 writers were able to bring us comedy with meaning, because there really are a lot of good issues discussed in what appear on the surface to be somewhat silly 
for indie episodes. So I check that out as well. Watch for these new episodes in your feeds if you subscribe to the individual feeds for the Orb, Warp 5, and Commentary Trek Stars, or to the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. You'll find them there as well. You can also catch it through your favorite podcast source, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, or more. You can go to our website and stream or grab the RSS link and drop that into your favorite podcatcher. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice by subscribing to the Hyper Channel show feed or to the Trek FM Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show and some special audio content as well that you can only get there. That's available in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more outlets will be coming soon. Now, we would love to chat with you about these stories that we talked about today or anything in the world of Star Trek. So hit us up in social media. You'll find us on Twitter under username TrekFM. You'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TrekFM. On Google+, our brand page is plus TrekFM, but check the communities drop down. Search for Trek.FM and you'll find us there. Come join us in our community where we really have our discussions. And we also have traditional forums at Trek.FM slash forums. If you'd like to find me, you can find me on Twitter as well. My username is C Brian Jones. That's the letter C and Brian with a Y. Thanks so much for listening to Hyper Channel today. We'll be back tomorrow with some more stories. And until then, go watch some Trek. <laughs> <laughs>